0: good morning Uh, what a wonderful time of worship Uh, you guys again thank you so much uh, because you set the scene uh, for everything so we we really applaud you so here we are um, so far in our time to build who's excited about this who's excited yes let's be excited about this because god is building his church and who wants to be a collaborator with God? Hey, come on, don't, don't be left out. Okay? So I just want to bring us to speed for uh, how far we have come so far. So um, on this journey so far, we have looked at um, facing the facts. We looked at positioning for purpose. We've looked at uh, riding through the night. We've looked at all playing our part. Amen? And that's serving together. That's very important. Susan was just talking about some helpers with the little ones there. So it's important that we all serve together. And last Sunday, you know, Susan brought us a very powerful message of love in action. Love with skin on. This has been a very exciting journey. And when we look at the life of Nehemiah, this is a guy who had a noble position in the king king's palace and so before we we launch on let's just pray together so father thank you for this day thank you for this journey that you have brought us on and i pray as we continue on that may your spirit just bring clarity to what i share this morning in jesus name amen so today we are looking at fighting a good fight or opposition to building, because you can see when we read Nehemiah that there was opposition to the building, wasn't there? So fighting a good fight, because we are in battle. And as children of God, we face an enemy. It's a spiritual battle. That's why it's important to be alert, to be aware at all times. So we're going to read a couple of scriptures, uh, Nehemiah chapter 2, Verse 19 and 20. And this is what he says. But when Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. Doesn't that happen often when you're working for God? You know, people think, oh, come on. So Nehemiah faced that. What is this you are doing? They said, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? This is Nehemiah's response. I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historical right to it. We'll move on to chapter 4, verse 1 to 12, when the real opposition comes in. Okay? Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1 to 12. It should be coming up shortly. There it is. So, when when Sanballat heard we were rebuilding the wall, he became what? Pleased that we were building. No, no, no. He became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and, in the presence of his associates and the enemy and the army of uh, Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their war? Will they offer sacrifice? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they were? Now, one would suspect he must have been part of the people that burned the place, isn't it? So, Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at at his side, said, what they are building, even a fox climbing on it would break down their wall of stone. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on them. Okay? Back on their hearts, rather. Give them over as plunder in the land of the captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot. Out, blot out their sins. From, from your side, for they have thrown insults in your face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half of its height. For the people worked with all their hearts. This is very interesting. How did the people work? They worked with all their hearts. Okay? And, and my challenge as we continue here is how I wish and pray that we all work with our hearts. And put our heart in it. Because you know what? The Bible says, where your treasure is, what happens to your heart? Your heart is. So let's put our heart into the building uh, of, of what God is doing here as well. So, but when Sanballat Tobiah, to the Arab, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead... And that the gaps were being closed. Yeah? Remember when Sandra uh, shared about that, Nehemiah when we just first started. You know, each, each one had, had a block of, of, of a, a brick. Yeah? And you were building, isn't it? Yeah? So let's make sure that there's no gaps in our, in our building as a family. Because the trouble is if we leave any gaps, what happens? Those little foxes who squirmed their way through those gaps, okay? They were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard at day and night to meet their threats. So meeting fire with fire, okay? This is what Nehemiah does. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out. And there's so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Now, sometimes things like this happen, isn't it? When, when you look at the mountain in front of you, you think, I can't scale this mountain. But you know what? The God we serve, the God we serve is more than able. Amen? So don't be scared. Don't be frightened by the mountain in front of you. Also, our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we will kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. Amen. So this is a story of how Nehemiah faces opposition to rebuild. Nehemiah was facing an opposition to rebuild because they didn't like to see Jerusalem rebuilt. Okay, And even in your life, in our lives, the enemy does not like you to succeed in your Christian walk. So never ever be complacent when you score a victory because he will always, always want to strike back. And it's important this morning that we learn from Nehemiah how does he handle this opposition to build him. okay, And also, what can we learn from how he handled this? How did Nehemiah fight a good fight that we are fighting today? Because as Christians, I said earlier, we are in a spiritual fight, battle. So it's important that we learn some lessons from Nehemiah. I want to bring four points to us or suggest four things that we, I see from Nehemiah here that he used, that kept him on track. Four things that Nehemiah um, uh, used. The first point, Nehemiah was focused on the goal. Amen? He was focused on the goal. What was his goal? To rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. What is your goal in life today? What has God put in you? That's very important. Once you know and discover that purpose, Nehemiah knew what God had put into him. Okay? He knew what God had placed on his heart. You can call it a calling or a burden or a responsibility. So because he knew, he really grasped it and did not allow anybody to take his focus away. Because when you read what was happening, he sometimes, as we, we saw in, uh, in, 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 when he rode through the night, he was so focused that he did not allow anybody to, to sidetrack him. Amen? He did not allow anybody to sidetrack him. The second thing is he did not allow himself to be distracted by the cares of the world. Now, Nehemiah was a senior official. He was the Cup bearer, okay? He tested everything the king ate. And he asks the king for a very prolonged period of absence, annual leave. How many employers would grant you an indefinite annual leave today? I would have loved that. But actually the king did. But Nehemiah did not allow himself to be distracted by his official responsibilities. Okay? And then the third point I want us to look at is he did not allow to be distracted by obstacles. And as we journey through, there will always be obstacles in our walk with God. Anybody don't experience obstacles so I can come for counselling? Anybody? Mr. Capon? (laughs) So we all face obstacles, and Nehemiah faced obstacles to building. But what he did not allow was those obstacles to distract him. In verse 2, we read there, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their war? Will they offer sacrifice? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble? There were so many obstacles, and sometimes the people even said, look, the people's strength is wearing out. Let's rethink. But out there this morning, we were praying about holding our hands, holding each other's hands when that strength is running out. The important thing is shouting out to somebody, to a brother or sister, my strength is running out. Help. And it's important as children of God because we are in this battle, in this journey together. You're not fighting alone. I'm not fighting alone. And it's important that we reach out To one another. John 16, verse 33, says this I have told you these things, Jesus said, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will, hello? In this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome. And you know, the, the good thing, the beauty about this f- battle we are in is that our starting position, is not we are not fighting to regain our territory. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2.15 that he disarmed the enemy. So we are facing an enemy who has been disarmed. Our starting position is from victory. Amen? We are starting from victory. So don't allow the enemy to intimidate you. I was sharing with the blokes a few, oh gosh, it's a few months now, that after you've done everything to stand, stand. Okay? Don't give in. In today's language, dig in. Amen? Dig your heels in. Don't let the enemy push you over. Because life will always throw challenges at you. Life will always throw challenges at us. I remember a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, Yeah, after the prayer and fast, you know, Avro and I were catching up on, she led so well that prayer and fast. But after that, through the day, she was was attacked. She came under attack, weren't you, Avro? And my encouragement was, do you know why? Because you were rattling the enemy's camp in those prayer meetings. And that's what the enemy does. Okay? He will always want to strike back. What's important is us knowing who we are. Remember the song? I know who I am. Who are you? Who are you? I am a child of God. And guess what? The very God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit lives in me. Why should I worry? It gives us encouragement, isn't it? To stand because we are heaven carriers. We are glory carriers within us. So we carry the very army of the heavens. Amen? So don't allow to be distracted by obstacles. That's what Nehemiah didn't do. The fourth point, he did not allow to be distracted by fear. My goodness. He did not allow himself to be distracted by fear. From verse 10 we read, meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there's so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemy said before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we'll kill them and put the end to the work. That's what the enemy's intention always is. I think, can't remember somebody shared, the enemy comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. One of those three, kill, steal, and destroy. But let us not allow fear to distract us from this work that we are doing of rebuilding. Remember, the Lord is great and awesome, and He's on our side. The Bible says, Those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. What an assurance. So Nehemiah knew what God placed in his heart. He did not allow fear to come onto him because he knew what God had put into him. So I want to ask you this morning again, You know what has God laid on your heart to do for him in this family? Where you are, in your community, on your street? Have you allowed distraction to kick you off course? Nehemiah urged the people to fight for their families. And this morning, I'd like to encourage us, let us fight together this good fight of faith. Amen? Because that's what we are called to. We are called to fight a good fight. May I recommend, it's not, it's not coming up, but Ephesians chapter 6, they put on 11 to 18, put on the, the whole armor of God. Can I recommend you read that scripture every day? So that when you go out there, you are well armed. Amen? Amen? Now, if you are here and you are not a Christian, this might sound, what is he talking about? Your starting point is giving your heart to Jesus. When you give your heart to Jesus, then he gives you this arm, armor that we are talking about. Then you can stand. And when we read John chapter 16, we don't want anybody to be under illusion that when you come to Christ, life will be rosy. Okay? There were people that preached that, wasn't there, some time ago. I think they should be sued. Because when I came to Christ, my troubles trebled. Anybody like that? Yeah? Only because now you're causing confusion in the enemy's camp. Okay? So don't allow fear to distract you. Because the Bible tells us also that the enemy prowls around like a rolling lion. Mark the word like. He's not the lion. He's just imitating and seeking who he may devour. Now, if we are armed with Ephesians 6, we will be picking one of those armors, the sword of the Spirit, to say to him, away from me. The facts are that we live in a world that is full of challenges, full of obstacles, full of scary moments, yeah? When you get that diagnosis from the doctors, yeah? That you've got cancer? Scary moment, isn't it? I've Been there with family. But we should never allow fear. That is the time to raise our hallelujah. Louder and louder on top of that. Because God says, I shall never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? He will never leave you nor forsake you. Meaning that he's with us for the long haul. And that's why it's important that we are focused on what God has placed in our hearts and for the purposes that he has called us to. I said about Nehemiah that um, he was a senior official in the king's palace. But one thing he was very particular about, his faith in God. Amen? He was so particular about his faith in God. And that's why, just to bring those four points up here um, today, focus on the goal. He was focused on what God had placed on his heart. Okay? So the takeaway message today, if you forget anything else, focus on the goal. Focus on what God has laid on your heart. What ministry has God placed on your heart? Keep your focus on that. Amen? Don't allow yourself to be distracted by the cares of this world. My goodness, isn't the world busy today? And what happened last year? The world was brought to almost a standstill, isn't it? When COVID hit. But for us as children of God, we have now a greater opportunity now, instead of focusing on the cares of this world, to go at open hands and serve. And if you want to serve, You know, Hazel uh, is the person to see. Whatever area you want to serve in, see Hazel and she will help you out. (laughs) Amen. So Nehemiah did not allow to be distracted by obstacles that he faced. Okay. Don't allow to be distracted by fear. Why am I saying this? Because it's the world we live in, isn't it? And unless we are equipped for the battle... This is where we find ourselves defeat, because we are not ready. So the message this morning is that let us stand our ground that Christ has gained for us. Let us stand our ground that he has gained for us, because he said, I have overcome. Amen. He has overcome. So we are not a people that are, you know, scrapping around for for a victory. No, we are starting from a victory, as I said. The important thing is to be focused on the goal. So in this journey to build, can I encourage us, all of us, like Nehemiah did, to play our part, to serve together, and to play, to make our, our own contribution in whatever area, because the various areas of ministry that you can serve in, we are in a spiritual battle. It is important to be aware that the enemy has got his own tactics, just like they did with Nehemiah, isn't it? Sometimes he will throw things at you that you didn't expect. Okay? Don't be distracted by that. What he's trying to do is to disrupt you. Remember what he did when Jesus came out of the wilderness? What does the Bible say when he was baptized by John and he went up the wilderness, what happened? He was tempted by the enemy, trying to distract him from his mission. Because Jesus was about to launch out and the enemy comes to want to distract him. So whatever God has placed at your heart, don't allow to be distracted by that. And and the final thing we've talked about is don't allow yourself to be distracted by fear. Because fear is from the enemy. That's why he roars around. He's roaring like a like a lion, trying to scare somebody. There's a scripture up that I talked about here. Colossians chapter two, verse 14 to 15. The Lord disarmed the enemy we face and made a public spectacle of him. Come on, that should be exciting news, amen. That should be exciting news. So we are facing an enemy who's been publicly disgraced. Praise God. So our starting point, like I said, in this fight is from a place of victory. Victory is ours. So as we face the enemy, as you face whatever challenge in your life, as you go about, right? Do you know what? Go with the song of victory, because victory is ours. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him, and victory belongs to us, because Christ himself lives in us. Because he lives in me, I am victorious. I think maybe we should add that name, Henry Victorious Mutambo, yeah? Because I'm victorious, and we should all add victorious to it. Because we are a victorious people. We are a royal priesthood. And so as we fight this fight, as we continue to build, let us fight it well. Amen? Let us fight this fight well. Because Paul says, when he was about to go, what did he say? I have fought a good fight. I have run the rest. And now, what was he waiting for? The prize in glory. Amen. He was able to say that because he had actually executed himself well. So I want, at the time God calls time on me, I want to be able to say, I have fought a good fight. What about you? I want to be able to say, I have fought a good fight. I have run my race. And And you pass the button on. Sometimes you've got to pass the button on, isn't it? Okay, you can run your race and then pass the button on. So that was my encouragement this morning. So let us be encouraged. Let us not allow ourselves to grow weary. Let us lift each other up during those moments. Which means, let us make ourselves vulnerable to each other. Confessing one to the other. Because you can only be lifted up when you share. Thank you, guys, the worship team, Uncle Joe, that prayed for me this morning. Um, that, was, that was really God-inspired, just to lift me up during this morning session. So, thank you so much. That's what we need, to lift one another up. And Mr. Capon sent me a message very early this morning. So, thank you so much. And Susan always encourages us. I, one thing is the encouragement that we get from Susan, you know, it's all about because we are in this together, isn't it? We are fighting this fight together. So why don't you this week pick up a phone. Let's, start, let's rewind. When we finish the service, please don't go to the person you always talk to. Go and lift somebody else's hands. I'll be coming around and looking. And I know who's friends with who. Well, kind of. So go and go and encourage somebody. Look around the room and see somebody you never talked to, probably. And go and encourage them. You know, Richard prayed prayed for me outside there. Go and go and pray with somebody. Because, you know, trust me, this fight is a real fight. And people go through different challenges, don't they? So there might be somebody here today. You're struggling and need support, why don't you talk to somebody? If you're not a Christian and you're here this morning again, please come and speak to somebody and we'll help you how you can fight this good fight. Amen? Thank you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word and I just pray that um, may you bring clarity to what I've, I've shared, and, and that, Lord, as we continue in this fight, we'll be focused on you. We'll be focused on the goal. We'll not allow to be distracted. We'll not allow to be distracted by, by the cares of the world, by the obstacles that we face, and we will not fear because we've got you on our side. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.